Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. By grace, you have been saved, friend, Ephesians 2.5. By grace, God marked Cain to protect him from being harmed, Genesis 4.15. By grace, the tax-collecting sinner went down to his house justified, Luke 18.13 and 14. By grace, you have been saved. Paul gives us the details involving this, surrounding this, in Ephesians chapter 2. Starting in verse 1, we read, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. And notice something here. Notice that Paul observes that some people, some people follow Satan, the prince of the power of the air. And those people, he gives a name, the sons of disobedience. Is it sinful to observe truth and call sin, sin? Is that contemptuous behavior? Does that make you a self-righteous Pharisee who treats others with hatred? No, not at all, not in the least. Paul continues saying that we Christians were once just like them, the sons of disobedience, living in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. The devil's agents, be they witting or unwitting, would have us believe a confident and accurate assertion such as this that Paul makes, well, that that's being judgmental. They want to paint you into a corner where you can't identify sin as sin without shifting from a justified tax collector to a self-righteous Pharisee. See, the devil knows that we Christians can't stand for that. He knows that we know that everything depends on our justification in Christ Jesus, that we need the gospel. He knows that it's our everything. It's your everything that Jesus died on the cross in your place. And the devil knows how to twist scripture to scare you into thinking you've exalted yourself, and if, if you don't repent of your self-righteousness, well, then you'll be humbled with him in the pit of hell. He knows that if he tells you you're being like the Pharisee, this will silence you from speaking the truth, the truth that will ultimately keep others from hearing about their participation in his disobedience. Put simply, the devil knows how to keep you, dear Christian, from speaking like Paul out of love for your neighbors. He doesn't want you telling your unrepentant neighbors that he's the prince of the power of the air and that in their sinful walk, they're imitating him and their sons of disobedience. Because he doesn't want you telling them what comes next. What does St. Paul say in Ephesians 2.4? Right after 
talking about all of this uncomfortable reality of mankind's wickedness. What does Paul say? But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. That's verses 4 through 9. The devil, he doesn't want his sons of disobedience to hear that they've been given a gift. He doesn't want you to speak of their sins because he knows that when you do it, it's in order to tell them that Jesus is the propitiation of their sins. He knows that when you observe evil, if you open your mouth and talk about it, it won't be in contempt of others, but out of love for them. You will tell each one of his children, the devil's children of wrath, the same word that has been spoken to you, that by grace you have been saved. The devil can't have that, Christian. And so he says, no, 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 stomping his foot in a tantrum. And then he throws every muting accusation he can think of at you, calling your words hurtful, slanderous, judgmental, unloving, closed-minded, self-righteous, pharisaical, legalistic, hypocritical, and on and on and on. He can't stand for you to undo his lies. If you speak, given that you were once his captive, a son of disobedience yourself, if you speak truth, he knows you will undermine his murdering ways with the good news of Jesus Christ, crucified for the forgiveness of sins, freely given, justification by grace, faith. If you speak the law to sin, it's only in service to the gospel so that you can release captives from their slavery to sin by showing them that there is nothing for them to do and that even if they are the worst sinner ever conceivable, they're Cain himself, God will still show them grace and save them. See, you, you are a real and present danger to the devil. You are. Each and every one of you, every single Christian is a threat to Satan. He knows you're a Christian, not because of anything you did or do, but that by grace you have been saved. And he knows that when you speak of sin, it's to speak of how you and others are justified of it, humbly receiving 
what we don't deserve. But humbly receiving what our good and gracious Lord delights to give us. Let me ask you this. Did Cain, the first human murderer, following the devil's lead, did, did Cain deserve to be protected from others murdering him? No, no, he didn't. But when he pleaded for mercy, the Lord marked him lest any who found him should attack him. That, my friends, is called grace. This is what the tax collector asked for, isn't it? God, be merciful to me, a sinner. How can anyone pray this honest prayer for mercy unless he knows he sinned? And how will anyone know he sinned unless someone tells him? Romans 10.14 applies to this, doesn't it? How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? What does Paul say in Ephesians 2, 8 to 10? For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Praise be to God, dear saint, that by grace you have been saved. Amen.